is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome back to another Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, agribusiness partner here at KEDCO, where we are broadcasting live from the third floor of City Hall, the KEDCO offices, where all of the magic happens. I am joined by my partner in crime yet one more time, Mr. Jody Claypool, president of JC Innovations. Welcome to the party, pal. Hey, Ryan. That was my diehard line. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, Yeah. nice. Uh, Another great day here. I'm excited with who we have. We have a bona fide Kosciuszko County business success story here in the the studio offices today. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this for two reasons. First of all, the story's cool. Secondly, he's talked so far. This guy has one of the more booming and articulate voices, so I don't have to fiddle with the stupid mixer board here. Once he starts talking, I know we're good all the way through. So my job as a producer, very easy this time around. So, Jody, tell us who we've got here in the office today. Sure. We've got Jamie Visker, CEO and owner of Winona Powder Coating. Did I get that right? You did. All right. I nailed it. There you go. So, yeah, uh, he has a, he's going to have to share the story because uh, as he was relaying to us the history of it, it's a very, it's a, it's a huge and great success story right. with lots of moving pieces, right. including how he got involved in the first place. Right. And before he can do this, does that, because I know that this, because I know our audience, um, there are going to, the first question on everybody's mind isn't the success story of the business. Jamie, what the hell is powder coating? So uh, the easiest way to describe powder coating for the average individual is uh, think about, and and I'm going to give you examples of products that we actually do not coat uh, because people will understand that. But most of your like lawn furniture, your aluminum lawn furniture is powder coated. Um, So what you see powder coating on is you'll see powder coating on, you know, things that generally are exposed to the environment. So everything from trailer hitches to step bumpers, uh, for automotive parts, lots of agriculture parts we do for John Deere. So you see that out in the field, you see that John Deere green planter. Um, there's likely we've coated some parts of that. Okay. And what do you not coat? I'm guessing, I'm guessing because there's heat involved with powder coating, right? I'm guessing you don't coat plastic. That is correct. So no plastic. We uh, generally, if it's metal, uh, the majority of our business is steel, cast iron. Uh, we do, our aluminum business has grown fairly dramatically. Uh, so it's it's been an interesting sort of change in the materials over the last few years. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, we know what powder coating is and is not. Now, talk to us. Give us just a, the, the rundown of Winona Powder Coating, the, the, the journey that it has been, because you're a local company and you're a local success story. So just, just share with us uh, the Cliff's Notes version of Winona Powder. Yeah, including how you got started in this business in exactly. the first place. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a unique way. Um, uh, the real exciting part is September 16th of this year will be the 20th year um, that, that we have owned the company. Fantastic. So it's, it's really a great thing to think about where we've gone in the last 20 years. But 
kind of a circuitous route to how I got here. I was uh, an investment banker based in Indianapolis and was brought in by LaSalle Bank in Chicago in 2001. Um, a private equity group had rolled up some surface finishing companies. Uh, the the roll-up had gotten in trouble, and I was brought in to sell the pieces off. So the last thing left was this uh, little powder coating operation with 25,000 feet in Mentone and 20,000 feet in Elkhart. Uh, but I, I could definitely see an opportunity there. Uh, the reason the company is Winona Powder Coating is it was originally based in Winona Lake. So that when I bought the company, there was actually a facility over there uh, that had been shut down that, that we sold. Um, but that's, the, that's how the company got its name. So a little bit of the history is, so we bought it in 2000, September of 2002, um, immediately expanded the Elkhart facility. We went from a 20,000-foot building to a 50,000-foot building, put in two larger production lines. Sort of, a, sort of a, we were convinced that there was opportunity in Elkhart if we expanded our capacity, and that, that proved to, to be true. And so that was our first bit of growth. And then we were really busting at the seams in Mentone. Uh, I was literally landlocked. So I bought a residential lot next to us just trying to get some extra space. But then we, we had the best opportunity, the Schulte Homes building out in Etna Green, that for those of you who don't know, you know, it's 200,000 square feet out there. And it had barely had any operation in its history. So it was, it was built late 99, late 90s, 2000, was in business for a couple of years at most, and then vacant, then a little bit of work when the Katrina, Hurricane Katrina trailers were being made, Gulfstream leased it for maybe a year. And so here was this huge facility out there that was literally unused. And we closed on that building December 31st of 2012. Um, put the first new production line in there and went into operation in August of 13. So it was a pretty amazing thing that we went from a 25,000 foot building uh, into 170,000 foot because there's a separate 30,000 foot building out there. And we thought, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this space? Well, fast forward, there's a second, e our second powder coat line. So two powder coat lines. And then, um, Two years ago, we decided to expand our offerings and provide e-coat, so electric coating. And the best way to describe e-coat is open the hood of your car, and all that, all those metal parts that are coated black, those are e-coated. So the product is, it's an epoxy, very durable, very chemical resistant, but not UV stable. So it can only be used in, you know, if it's e-coat only, it could only be used in a, in a non-sun exposed environment. Yeah, right. But then the big thing we've seen is, like on, for John Deere, we're a large John Deere supplier, and I'll get into that in a moment. But the, uh, we're seeing a ton of heavy of parts that are exposed to, you know, that are, are intense situations. We're now seeing a lot of parts that are e-coat and then powder top coat. So you sort of get the best of both worlds. You get a, a full dip corrosion protection with the e-coat, and then you get the powder top coat. And those parts are just incredibly durable. Things that'll pass, you know, things that'll pass, you know, two thousand hour salt spray testing. Mm. So I do want to, as we pause here, I do want to point out that we just had a first in the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. First time in history that we have had a guest use the word circuitous. 
Yes, security. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that, so we're on episode like I've got forty ten dollars, but it's in my wallet out in the car. I, right. I have to give that to you later. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I typed that in as soon as he said it. It's like did did he just use the word security? He but did. Anyway, he did. Uh, all kidding aside, fantastic story, Jamie. Um, yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, the, did did he talk about the origin? Yeah, he did he talk did. about. So how I've got to like he's he's getting my engineering brain right, right. kind of going. So. Um, obviously, it makes sense that this is an opportunity, particularly in this area, because of the huge RV, marine, and agriculture businesses. Are you are you seeing a lot of drive in those particular sectors and growth in those particular sectors? So, what's kind of surprising for us is having an Elkhart facility, and, and as much recreational vehicle as here, um, it's not a huge percentage of our business. It's I'm going to tell you, it's probably around 15 percent of our business uh, between both plants, mm. and. We are seeing, you know, literally in the last 30 to 60 days, we're starting to see some slowdown in the RV side. Um, We have recently had a huge success story in the marine business. Um, So we've actually not only taken market share from other powder coating, we've actually taken market share from other technologies, um, specifically on boat, on the uh, railing for pontoon boats. So that was going to be my next question was, what are the competing technologies for, for powder coat? So it, for corrosion resistance, you get into anodizing, plating. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those have some environmental headwinds that they're sure, facing. Right. So we are, we're actually, a, you know, we're an, an entirely green operation from yeah. the standpoint of we have to have no air permits. Um, we actually, at our Aetna Green facility, uh, we purify every bit of water that goes out of that plant um, that's processed water, and we actually can, we're permitted to, to dump to the stream. So you can drink the water coming out of our plant. You know who would be a good partner with this guy? I know. Tippy River Tippy Adventures. River Adventures. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're telling the water story exactly. all the time. Exactly. Anyway. So, anyway. But, but, but the quick success is so those products were all anodized, and we, uh, we were able to to do something that's been very difficult in the powder coating industry, which is coat something. And then the customer bends it after coating and the coating stays intact. And so it's, it's something that, you know, years ago, I actually forbid our guys from selling it because of the problems, but with the increases in, in chemistry technology for the pretreatment, and then the new powder technologies for architectural use, we were able to solve that problem and, you know, and basically break into an industry that we were not doing much market share in. And the customer takes that, that straight rail that's welded, puts the skin in it, bends it to put your, to your curves and your, your 90 degree curves in a boat and the powder less than a sub 1% rework rate. That is crazy. That, that is, that's astounding. That's and astounding. the product so, looks great. So, so what sort of substrates do you guys, um, what sort of things are you coding? Sure. So when I bought the company, we were probably less than 10% cast iron. So foundries produce cast, you know, produce castings. Now that's probably closer to 30% of our business. And it ranges from, we're doing everything from Volkswagen control arms to John Deere planter parts. Um, it's, the cast iron business, and we actually were the second line we built at Etna Green. That line was designed to carry more weight just because of the uh, amount of, of castings that were coming in. Gotcha. So very diverse. Um, we're probably the, the largest 
um, bearing coder, which bearings go into virtually sure, everything. Right, right, right. And so we are uh, Rex Nord and Timken were their sole source for domestic coding. The uh, assembled bearings. You're not talking about. So interestingly, we get the uh, what you see as an assembled bearing. We get the casting first, that pillow block. Yeah. We code it. Then everything happens after that. They machine it. Huh. All everything happens after it's coded. Really? Yes. That's, I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah. That's crazy. So what is? Um, so you mentioned the various various materials, cast iron. You mentioned aluminum. You've mentioned all sorts of different. Uh, is there is there an easier one to coat than the other, or are all coatings the same? Does one take more work, one not, uh, in terms of what you're coating? So really, it's the uh, and one of the advantages having multiple lines and multiple plants is we can specialize, and we did that at the Etna Green facility. So the the original line we put in, we only do aluminum on. And that, that chemistry allows us to get a better etch so we get better performance. Now, is these kind of coatings, these covalent or these mechanical uh, coatings? These are mechanical. Okay. So that, as we say in powder coating, 75% of your success is in the pretreatment. Okay. Get that metal clean and etched and you can grab onto it. Um, so it's really not the material that gives us challenges. It's the shape. So, for instance, if you can think about a, a metal box, like an enclosure for an electric, you know, an, if you think about an electric panel enclosure. Yeah, right. Well, we're, chart, we're grounding the part, and the way that powder sticks to it in the coating process is we actually put a positive charge on that powder exiting the gun. And so then it wants to find that grounded part. And what helps you control thickness is, well, once that part is insulated, the powder falls away and it gets recirculated and we respray it. Um, when you get into those corners where you've got a positive charge, you'll get what we call a Faraday effect, and the powder wants to kick back out because you're trying. You've got too much charge in there, so there's a little bit of things. That, and all of our and our coders are great. They uh, that's actually a position that has a premium wage, um, and they know how to do a combination of the handguns with the automatics. We run automatics on all the lines. Yeah. Good. He's hitting me. He's hitting all the questions I'm going to ask because I was right. going to ask him about processing technologies. Right. And if you're seeing more of a shift towards automation. Um, we are. The, the big thing with the job shop is, you know, it's still, we, we get parts with so many different sizes and shapes and geometries that that, that remains to be a, a labor process, a hand process. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's been there. We recently just were awarded a grant uh, through the state for some modernization. So we're adding a brand new automatic powder booth to our line two that's got the, that's the casting line uh, and the state was great on that program so you know state of indiana let's do a shout out for that you know on a 500 and 500 plus project they put fifty three thousand in it yeah right on. so it's uh working with the modernization grants and I, I think we could probably, just because of your engineering mindset, Jody, and just my awe at all things like this, we could probably talk for the, on this for a long time. But I, I, I want to pivot because yeah, Jamie, yeah, yeah. I'm seriously, I, I will dive yeah. into this, and we'll spend an hour just talking about processing material. But, but when Jamie came through the door, he said, "I've got so many things going on," and he mentioned, you know, childcare and some things like that. So let, let's pivot to your workforce. Let's pivot to you. Let's talk about the the, the personal side of the business and everything. Thing. Uh, and let, let's, let's start with you. Um, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. You told us about your business. You're a good storyteller. Tell us about you and your family. Yeah, so uh, interesting. I grew up west side of Indianapolis. 
one of four kids. Uh, my dad was an air traffic controller for 35 years. So we grew up in Danville and that was, you know, a reasonable commute into the airport. Um, started off one year at Purdue, transferred down to IU, didn't quite get there. Um, ended up getting a, meeting a marketing rep from IBM. So from 88 to 91, I did a co-op with IBM and, and went to IUPUI in Indianapolis, which was an incredible opportunity. And, and I give IBM a ton of credit. They gave us real jobs. So it was, it, was not, uh, it was probably the most valuable internship I can imagine. Uh, so did that and then spent some time in the construction industry, um, did some land development, and then got into the uh, investment banking business. So that's, that's how I got to the company, did that. Um, did some entrepreneurial ventures with mixed success prior, which everybody does, uh, but then have owned this company. I have two kids. My twins are 21. Uh, this year will be 30 years of marriage to my lovely wife, Atlanta. So the, uh, um, but then to talk about, you know, the workforce and, and, and I think, I think as you, as you come up, you know, in various industries, you probably learn as much from the bad bosses as you do the good ones or sometimes even more. And so, you know, we focus on, you know, we want to be, it, it's hard work, it, it's work, that's what they call it, but we can create an environment we believe that, that, you know, people like to come to. And so our focus is really on, with our employees, you know, we, we have to pay at market rate. But where we go over and above is our benefits, we want our people to have access to high quality health care. You know, so our health insurance, this last raise, that we received, we absorbed it all, which pushed us from 65% that, that the company pays, including family. So we pay 65% of healthcare. That number's now in the high 70%. So, you know, we want families to have access to healthcare. Um, you know, we do a, a week's vacation after six months. You know, salaried comes in with three weeks. We do a 401k match. Um, we're, we're doing things that, you know, we do production bonuses so that we can, you know, everybody's working together. And, and I think, you know, having that culture where we don't, it, it's not a top down. It is how do we help the guys on the floor? How do we provide the right product? Uh, you know, how do we do that? How do we price it right so they can run it right? And it becomes a positive feedback loop. And so, you know, the focus is, is, you know, how do we keep employees? And, you know, we have an employee that's celebrating. I've owned the company for 20 years. We have an employee, um, and I'll, I'll shout her out by name, Diane Keel, who's been there 37 years as of two weeks ago. We have a, a couple of people pushing 30. So the goal is how do we keep, you know, how do we provide a good work environment, provide upward opportunity, and yeah. and how do we keep employees? And Well, in this current environment, that's a testament. I mean, that's that's – you. That you got the right mission, and and I was and I was going to ask then. So you know the long long term ones speak for themselves, but how is this mindset and, and attacking the mission the way it has? How does it work? How has it worked so far in in other areas? I mean, everybody's looking for workers right now. Everybody's right. looking for 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 labor. That's Are right. you better positioned than some of the rest of them in the co- in in the county? And is it a testament to what you're doing? And so, as we say our employees drive by 10 help wanted signs on the way to work every day. And, and that's what we're competing with. But the focus, so what we recently did is, and this is, 
this is a little bit of a throwback to way old times. Over 40 hours, we now pay double time. Hmm. Because we can't get enough people. We're asking our employees to work more. So the way that, that I just made the decision you know, a month or so ago that, look, if we're going to ask them to, to do this, let's make, it, let's make it worth their time. Yeah. You know, so double time over 40 you know, is something that, that we recently instituted. You know, the other thing we do is, is we share the numbers in terms of how they're doing because their bonuses is based on that. Right. And so it's, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, you know, if you can't tell somebody to do better rather than every day, you know, everybody that has an email address see, and, and they look at how they did the day before, because that's what production bonuses are based on. Right. right. You know, and to give you an idea, our employees, the last couple quarters have all received $450, you know, a quarter in product. Every hourly employee has received that $450 a quarter because they're meeting that max goal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's fantastic. And let's let's pivot to the other thing that you were talking as you came in the room. So, you're currently exploring childcare options. Um, uh, it's so interestingly enough. I, I'm I'm going to answer that question. The yes, uh, we're exploring childcare. We're trying to find options. You know, this is this is the place where creativity matters. Mm-hmm. And so, having owned the company twenty years, um, my one son. Riley, that's at University of Denver, has has been at the company a number of summers. Uh, last year, my other son Xander uh, came up and worked as well. Um, but we have we lived in Indianapolis, in Plainfield actually. In 2005, we moved to Florida, so I used to fly every other week. Well, in obviously with the pandemic. That didn't happen, so we rented a house. That we you know quickly realized that the flights were done, so we rented a house on Lake Tippecanoe for a year, and then bought on Winona in March of last year. And so now this has been a, a huge addition. Now my wife Atlanta is in the company, focused on HR, employee benefits. You know what can we do? You know how do we stand out? And so now it's been a it's been a a great addition to the company to have her there working on things like what are the options on childcare? She headed up an entire tuition assistance program. So this is what's great. If an employee takes classes at Ivy tech, we work with, we work with Ivy tech, they get the financial aid, the company pays, there's no out of pocket for the employee. And, And so putting those programs together, you know, is she's added huge bandwidth to really go after those, you know, those new initiatives to, to, to both get, and look, our, our biggest, the biggest win we can do is not lose employees. These are valuable guys. And, and it's, and this is the analogy I use. The longer a shift's been together, the more productive they are. They're like a football team. They know each other. They're a couple steps ahead of each other. It's just, it's a, it's a thing of beauty to watch. I mean, they're putting yeah. out lots of production and it doesn't look like, you know, they're making it look easy, even though it's not, but they're right. making it look easy. Yeah, understanding. I mean, there has, there is, I think, a chronic uh, devaluation of organizational dynamics and that that kind of storming norming process that creates the high performance work group. And it sounds like you get it. It sounds like you want those teams to be together long enough so that they know how to supplement for each other's weaknesses and capitalize on their strengths. And yep. that's fantastic. Yep. Supervisors know what they've got. They put their yeah. people in the right spots and, and it's, you know, people help out. It's just a, you know, and look, our, our, 
the source of employees that's been the most successful through this, you know, incredibly tight labor market has been referrals. Because if, if, if you have a friend that works there, they're what, you know, it's somebody that you see, you see that person at work. And so the way our referral bonus works is if an employee refers someone, they get a thousand dollar bonus and they get it 500 at 90 days and 500 at 180 days. And then the employee that was referred in gets a $300 bonus at 90 days. But that referral, look, what we do some days is easy and some days is hard. You know, if you're hanging cast iron, you know, just think about the gym, you know, you're, you're lifting plates, you know, that's, that's, it's just a different shape. Sure. Right. And so it's when somebody refers a friend in, they have a good understanding of what the work is before they get there. Right. Yeah. So if I, if I heard right, you are a relatively recent transplant to the area. The business might have been here, but you were catching flights from Florida and uh, bebopping around all over the place. So, and just in time to hang out at the Fat and Skinny Tire Festival. A, a, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about um, the experience of transitioning from owning a business and operating a business here and not being here to now owning and operating a business while being here. Talk about the area. Sure. So, you know, having been in the area for 20 years, and, and to give you guys an idea, and, you know, you sort of, you're, if you're a frequent flyer, they give you, uh, they give you a recap every year. <laughs> so in 2019, I boarded Delta 83 times. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're renting. And, and I think the biggest advantage to living in the community and being in the plants every day has been the ability to, to make change in terms of, you know, what is, what are the products we're going after? And, and, you know, somebody told me this in the investment banking business, and I'll tell you, it it goes in every business. The way to make money, when you learn to make money is because you learn to say no, there's work you don't want. It's not all good. And so if it's going to be challenging for labor, let somebody else take that. Yeah. You know, so, so that's one of the focuses being up here and then taking the day-to-day control, you know, of the business, uh, being there, being on the plant floor, it, it's just, it's given, it's given me an opportunity to sort of affect the change that I want. And it's been, it's been great. And so being in the community and now, you know, being in Warsaw, living on Winona Lake on the Warsaw side, it's, or as my neighbors tell me, we're in the hood. <laughs> Yeah, that's we, we have our own. Fa- apparently, we have our own. I'm not on Facebook, but apparently, we have our own Facebook page for the hood. So. Oh, look at that! Look at that! <laughs> My yeah. wife Any, keeps me up to date on that. Anybody who knows the area, so what, there's yeah. no bad parts. Yeah, no, right? No. It's all fantastic. The, 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 right. the hood is a good place. Yeah. Um, so, talk about a little bit about about the community. What do you like to do when you're here? I mean, it sounds like you're immersing yourself in the business almost nonstop with what you're talking about. But it, downtime. What what do you love about this area? You know, we living on the water, you know, is, and this is the first time, you know, we rented on the water, but living on the water, having the boat behind the house, you know, being able to take an evening cruise every night that the weather is, you know, it's, it's yeah. effortless. And that's been great. You know, the, having been up here, you know, the restaurants, the, the restaurants in Warsaw are, you know, I think that's a surprise to people, you know, the quality of food that we can get. And, you know, let's be thankful that, you know, the, the, the orthopedics guys are here. And I think that's been a huge benefit to, to that. But, you know, once again, I, I, you know, living up here, you know, I'm an Indiana boy. So, you know, from birth in 68, to 2005, I'm, you know, in Indiana and, you know, Danville, Plainfield. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being back, it's comfortable. Um, 
you know, we're, we're on the East coast of Florida. So I think being back at Indiana nice has been fabulous, but the, uh, you know, for us, it's the boating, it's the, it's, you know, the dining out, you know, especially with the kids being off in college. So, uh, that, and then, um, one of the previous owners of Winona powder coating is a gentleman named Art Gackstatter, who's also on Winona Lake. Uh, and Art just recently came out and did a tour of the facility and saw, but you know, w- the thing we're interested in is getting a part of the like Winona Lake conservation organizations. And, you know, how do we do that for, for better water quality and anything we can do to be helpful on that and spend some time in the community that way. Awesome. Awesome. Um, on your 20 year journey, uh, through business in Kosciuszko County, what would you say is one thing that this County does very well in terms of supporting business? And if you had, if you had a list that you wanted to make, what's one thing that we could learn from and we could do better with regard to, uh, building a business culture, a thriving business culture within this County? Well, I have to tell you because, you know, having been involved in the county and been involved in some other businesses that we had started up, you know, economic development here is is one of the best I've seen. And I'll be honest with you. And 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 I, I if his family ever hears this, but, you know, the, the gentleman who we lost in economic development, George Robertson, you know, was just a gem of an individual. And when we got out to the to the facility when we got out to the facility in Etna Green, you know, there were no loading docks. Well, our entire business is based on loading docks. <laughs> and for people who haven't built those, those are fairly expensive to put in. And, and George immediately came through with a grant from Kosciuszko County, um, you know, on that. When, we, when I started up the, the business behind Medtronic at PVD, we sold the controlling interest of that in 13. Uh, but, you know, the, the way that the city worked with us on TIF bonds – you know, once again, I think that that what we have found is we have found this the county embraces you know new business or expansion of business in a way that is impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. having been in the investment banking space and and you know been around, this is a very welcoming business environment. Yeah. Okay. What can we do better? Um. And we're involved in this in terms of, you know, we're involved in this in Etna Green. We need, for, for those of us that need employees and continue to grow, and, and let's be honest, I'm feeling it, there's uh, manufacturing, I'm not saying it's all coming back, but I'm telling you there is a substantial portion of it coming back. We need low-cost housing. It doesn't have to be, I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but low cost or reasonable cost housing is, is that if we are constrained by anything, that's what we feel it is. And, and, and it's people need to live, you know, they want to live near where they work. And, and so that's, that's what, and I know at Green, so Kosciuszko County Economic Development, uh, we've been in meetings with the town of Etna Green, and they're rezoning some stuff. But, you know, any help in that area, you know, if, if we can bring sort of government community together, that's the, that would be the, I think, the biggest advantage we could create. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good target. So we've, uh, we've blown through our time already. This is amazing. Uh, there's a, there's, have you listened to any of the podcasts yet? 
I have not. All right. So he's going to be taken. Uh, I don't know if he's taken by surprise, but we're going to ask the signature question. We ask this of all our podcast guests. Um, this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. And so we ask all our guests, what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? So, and thinking about that question and having done business in the community for 20 years, I feel like Clearly Kosciuszko is two things. One, it's, it's not only is it focused on Kosciuszko County, but to me, it also feels like we're a good neighbor and a supportive neighbor to the surrounding counties. And I think it's that clearly Kosciuszko is both inward and outward looking, you know, in terms of how do we make, how do we make the county better? How do we make the environment better for business? But secondarily that it's, it's not a, we don't take away from our neighbors. We provide for our neighbors. Awesome. Fantastic answer. So, I noticed that you, uh, again, unlike some of our other podcast uh, uh, guests, you, you did bring in notes. Did we hit everything on your notes, Jamie, or do you need to have a couple more things that you're wanting to go through? The pregnant pause here is as he looks at his notes and makes sure he's gotten all his talking points. You know, I think, we, uh, I think we've hit most uh, of it. Look at that. Look at that. So, but, you know, I, I guess the thing I'll leave with is for sure is Winona Powder Coating is hiring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. You heard it here. And, and based, on, uh, based on what he said that they do, look, uh, this is a good place to look right now as well. I, I don't want to put any one place above the other, but um, Jamie, I think you're doing some really good things out there. And it, 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 sounds, like, uh, it sounds like you've got, you got your finger on the pulse of what's important here in the community. Well, we're happy to be members of the community and, and uh, you know, 20 years of, of operating here and in a, and basically growing pretty much every year and the environment's great. People are great. Um, I think as we talked about, if, if we can help out a little bit more on the, you know, providing some opportunities for reasonable cost housing, I think that uh, we're, we're on the right track. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Jamie, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Jody, thank you once again. And you've been listening to the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Uh, next episode, just two weeks away. We hope you're listening in that one too. Take care. Clearly, Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly, Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.